0: everyone. This is Neil Grant, author of the soon-to-be-released book, Words of Wisdom from a Christian Mentor, practical, real-life, and holistic advice for the graduate transitioning into adulthood. My last podcast was on managing your money and budgeting, and this is certainly one of the most important messages I can give to the young adult, second only to the importance of living a healthy lifestyle. If you missed either of these, I suggest you listen to them, and act on that advice, which is very beneficial to you. This podcast addresses the arduous and potentially mysterious task of filing your income tax return. There's a lot of information available out there to help you complete this task, so this podcast will just provide some basic information for you to facilitate your understanding of what is required to complete this chore. This task may be one of the least favorable things you do every year, and in all likelihood, you'll procrastinate doing it as long as you can. The best thing to do is to learn how to do it, do it now, so that it's, it isn't such a difficult and hard-to-understand task to complete in the future, especially when your returns will probably be become more complicated. So let's talk about a few basic details. Tax filing deadline. Each year, you must postmark or electronically file your return by April 15th, and if that falls on a weekend, you have until the following Monday. Filing for an extension. You are allowed to apply for a three-month extension by filling out the appropriate form and sending it to the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, by April 15th. Multiple extensions are allowed, but if you owe additional taxes than what's already been withheld by your employer, You will have to pay interest on that amount at a rate of about a half a percent per month. What do you need in order to file your return? This is a great example of the need to be organized. The more complicated your return, the more verification documentation you will need to properly file your return. Not necessarily to be sent to the IRS, but kept on file. I keep a very tidy set of files in file cabinet, and at the end of the year I go through each file, throw out the unnecessary paperwork, and keep those that are needed as well as those I need as a reference for filing my return. You need to keep tax records for seven years, so you need to maintain a good and orderly filing system so that you can readily retrieve any important documents. This will especially be true if you get audited by the IRS. You will need to have the appropriate IRS forms, starting with the base one, the 1040 form. When filing your return, you will also need your statement showing income from your employer, interest, and any other dividends earned during the year, any investment transactions, and any other income source documents. You'll also have to have statements of taxes paid, such as real estate taxes, etc., interest loan payments, all documentations of contributions a clear mind to help you migrate through the forms needed. So what are these basic forms I keep talking about? First is W-2. This is the form your employer sends to you and the IRS showing your income for the year, taxes that have been collected, and other pertinent information. The 1099 form. If you earn money as a contractor, or other income such as stock transactions, social security, dividends, or interest, or any other types, it'll be reported on your 1099, sent to you and the IRS. The 1040 form, this is a simple two-page form to be used when you have a very basic tax return, meaning just your income and minimal amount of deductible items. There are many schedules to attach to the 1040 when your return gets more complicated and the more common ones are as follows Schedule A listing of deductible items, medical costs, real estate taxes, loan interest paid, contributions like your church and other nonprofits, and miscellaneous deductible expenses. Schedule B is a listing of interest and dividend income received. Schedule D capital gains and profit and loss from investment transactions. And then there are other schedules that will be required if you have farm income, rental property income, you've sold a business, but only a minority of people will need these. The next form is the 1040X. If you found a mistake or received additional information after you filed, you may need to amend your return, and the 1040X form is used for that. And finally, the 1040EZ. This form is a short form complete for completing very basic tax returns. Filing a return. There are four basic ways of completing the information required to file that I know of. Number one, the IRS will do it for you if you have a very basic return. Two, you can download the forms and manually complete them yourself and then send them to the IRS. Three, you can use software such as TurboTax which walks you through the forms you will need based on responses to various questions posed by the software. There are some software programs online which are free, but I use TurboTax, which has all the necessary forms and is easy to follow instructions. The fourth one is hire a tax return specialist or a CPA to do your return. Once you supply that person with all your relative documentation, as well as some money for him or her to do the forms. For most young people, the return is simple and options one or two should be used, meaning the IRS will do it or download the forms yourself, complete them and send them in. What will you send to the IRS? When you file a return, you will need to include the following. The appropriate IRS forms signed and dated. Please don't forget to sign them as they will be returned for you to sign. Your W-2s, which show your income and what money has been withheld for taxes already. And any other payments due over and above what you've been withheld. So if you've paid more during the year than that is required, then you'll get a refund. And if you owe more than what you've already paid in, then you'll have to send that money in with your return. So calculating your taxes. On the 1040 form, you start by completing all the personal information. Number one, the only question you may have here is if you are married and you need to decide whether the two of you wish to file as married or married filing separately. If there are two incomes, then you will probably wish to file married. As with the combined incomes, there's a tax benefit. That said, you may wish to take a few minutes and look at it both ways, what you would combine versus the separate incomes and see which one is more advantageous to you. Number two. Then you need to enter all the sum of all your income streams, such as salary information, interest and dividend income, gains or losses from the sale of stock or real estate, that's a stat attaching Schedule D, and any other income you have. The sum of all of these entries provide you with your adjusted gross income. Turning the page over, you then need to proceed to calculating your tax obligation. A. On page one, you declared the number of dependents you have, including you, your spouse, and any of your children. The government allows an exemption for each dependent, and when the number, number of dependents is multiplied by the IRS allowance, you get the total value for exemptions. This number will be subtracted from your adjusted gross income and reduce your tax obligation. B. You will then enter the sum of your allowable deductions, as noted above. If you do not have a lot of tax and interest payments, contributions, or medical costs, then you are allowed to take the standard deduction which the government allows. By subtracting the exemptions and the deductions from your adjusted gross income, you now arrive at your taxable income. C. You can then calculate or look up your total tax owed. The majority of people will use the government provided tax table, whereby knowing your taxable income and your filing status, whether it's single, married, married filing separately or head of household, you can see what you owe the government. This amount should then be entered on the appropriate line. D. There are various tax write-offs allowed which when applied will reduce your tax amount owed, such as purchasing an electric car and other items and in the unlikely event these exist for you, then that dollar amount is entered. When these, are complete, when these are completed, you will know that what you owe and also what has already been withheld by your employer, as shown on your W-2 form. If the amount you owe is larger than what has been withheld, you need to include this payment when filing your return. If you have had more withheld than what you owe, then this differential will be refunded to you. In either event, follow the instructions shown in order to make the payment or get the money fund refunded. And finally, F, don't forget to sign the return, then send it away by mail or electronically. Here are just a few notes. Years ago, I was intimidated about filing my tax returns as I knew very little about it and also had some rental income from our two-family house where we first got married. After I graduated from college, I took a course from H&R Block and then started working for them on a part-time basis. And that really cemented in my mind how to complete my returns. I expect there are some online courses now that you can take if you want to learn how to complete the more complicated returns. But with YouTube and other programs out there, this information is now readily available to help you. This write up, as you can tell, only addresses the basic return, just to help you get started. As your return gets more complicated, you will probably want to get some more education on how to do it so you don't fret about having to do it. Note number two You need to realize that the IRS has already received all the information you will use to complete your 1040 Schedules B and D from your employer and investment agency. So remember this. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature or the IRS because they already know this information and they know what dollar values you should be using when completing your tax return. If significant differences occur between what they have received from your employer and other sources, especially interest and dividends and stock sale, and what you've reported, you'll probably get a letter from them informing you of this. With a request to pay up the differential as well as any penalties and interest. Don't forget that if you have trouble completing your tax return, there are plenty of videos available on YouTube, so you know, just go on to YouTube and watch them. I hope this information has been helpful for you. Don't forget, April 15th will soon be upon you, so don't procrastinate in getting this task done. The takeaway message. Once you get a basic understanding of completing your tax return, it will be really quite simple, but it's still a task that many keep putting off. As part of staying organized and properly managing your time, just get in the habit of completing it as soon as you get your income statements and don't procrastinate. Just do it. If you find it intimidating, take the time this year to learn how to do it, and that will help you in the years to come and will be a less arduous task. So this has been a short message today. That's all for this topic. My next podcast will provide the basics of investing. And like this topic, it provides a general overview of this topic, along with some advice, which will facilitate you being able to wisely invest your hard-earned money. Please visit my soon-to-be-released website, newgradadvice.com. So thanks for listening. So long. Bye.